56% of consumers believe businesses need to have a deeper understanding of their needs. Over half of the people in that survey felt that businesses have an opportunity and need to do better in terms of understanding who they are. And 51% of consumers said they believe brands send out too much irrelevant content. When does content become irrelevant? It becomes irrelevant when you don't know who you're speaking to. Think about how many people you get that unsubscribe from your mailing list or that come into your business once and leave and never come back. Is it because you're irrelevant to them? It might be. How can you continue to create greater relevancy with your audience? Successful brands are rooted in purpose and driven by the potential to make a positive impact on their customers. Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose with Amy Austin. Each week, Amy brings you practical advice to embrace the power of purpose in all aspects of your business and transform it into the central storyline for your branding and marketing strategies. So in light of last week's conversation with Suze Carpenter about her target audience and how she's created an entire person around who it is that she works with. You remember Jessica, if you listened to that episode. Her name is Jessica. She knows everything about this person. Everything. She knows what kind of car they drive. She knows what they do in their spare time. She knows how many kids they have. You name it. If a person can have this identity, she has created it. She's mapped it out. And the benefit that it has given her is such clarity and consistency and confidence, you know, my my three big words there. She has clarity around who she's speaking to, who she serves. She's consistently talking to that person. And as a result, she knows how to talk to them. And she's confident about what she's doing and how she's moving forward in her business. And it got me thinking that, you know, our target audience impacts so many aspects of our business. And I honestly don't believe that we give that task enough credit. And I'm also finding myself talking about this a lot. When I talk with prospective clients or colleagues or people in my networking groups, there's always, always, always a question that comes up about a target audience. Have you thought about the right target? Is that really who you wanted to be speaking to? Maybe they aren't your target audience. Think about how often you are evaluating what you're doing in your business and you stop and think, gosh, you know, I'm doing this for this purpose and for this reason, but the people who are coming through the door or that are replying to my email or responding to my social media messages don't fit the description or the definition that I have in mind for my target audience or that I know that I'm serving And that represents a disconnect. Today, what I really want to do is focus on some of those other reasons of why understanding your target audience is so important. Because in all honesty, if you're trying to talk to everybody, you're not reaching anybody. And that's kind of where I started off. Eight years ago, when I started my business, I thought I knew what I wanted to do. I thought I knew who I was going to serve. And quite honestly, the market gave me a slap in the face of reality and said, "Eh, that's not going to be as easy as what you thought it was going to be. 
and how do we revamp this? I remember very clearly sitting in a mastermind group and the coach that was leading this conversation was talking about the value of understanding who you serve. And as I was describing to her what it is I do, she said, you know, Amy, there's so many businesses that need that kind of service that maybe you need to broaden your audience. That was good advice. I'm not going to say it wasn't. Maybe you need to broaden your audience because there is such thing as being too narrow. But for me, what that did is it opened up the floodgates for me to say yes to a lot of things that when it came right down to it, I realized weren't what I wanted to be saying yes to. And as a result, I didn't do as good of work. I wasn't as satisfied with the work I was doing. I wasn't enjoying the process of being an entrepreneur. Overall, I was just kind of frustrated with the whole, that whole time frame. And it took me a long time to shake that idea. I tell you that because I want you to realize that you have to do what's right for you and your business. And that takes some soul searching. And that takes understanding you as an individual, who you want to work with. What is it that you want to do? What brings you joy in the work that you're doing? so that you are providing the best possible service and experience to those that you are working with. So let's talk about some of these things that are influenced or that benefit from having a clear definition of your target audience. The list I'm going to share with you, I'm not even sure how many are on this list. I googled articles about the value of target audiences and defining your target audience And I just started writing down a list of the key points that were there. And I'm going to share them with you right now. Focus on potential. Now, what does that mean? When you have a clear definition of your target audience, of who they are, what they need, how you fit into that equation of serving a need for them, it's going to open up doors of potential that maybe you wouldn't have thought of without having that clarity of your target audience. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, maybe it is that that target audience, when they use your service, it opens up the door for them to need something else that is a logical fit for you to also provide for them. There's potential there. There's also a potential for you to see and learn more about them and see other opportunities for you to extend your target audience reach into into an adjacent niche. Keep your eyes open for that potential that may appear as a result of having a clear understanding of your target audience. Reach the right audience with the right messages. When you know who you're speaking to, just like what Suze said last week, she said, when I am at a point where I'm feeling like I don't know what to say, or I'm stumped, or I'm frustrated, if I just pause and think about Jessica, then she immediately knows what it is she needs to say, how she needs to say it, when she needs to say it, and how it's going to impact her. That's the right audience with the right messages at the right time. The next one is identify an underserved market. It may be that through doing customer discovery, you find out that your target audience represents 
a segment of the population that is not served well with what it is you provide. And it opens up further opportunity for you, which goes back to that idea of focusing on the potential. There's a lot of cost effectiveness that can be gleaned from having a clear idea of who you work with. Going back to that quote that I started off with, if you're trying to talk to everybody, you're not talking to anybody. So imagine you're trying to reach your target audience and you are advertising on television to do that and you have a very niche market. You're trying to reach people in a very small geographic area and they're in, you know, they're classic car owners. Well, Do you need to reach the entire media market in order to reach out to those classic car owners? Probably not. There's probably ways that you can communicate with them if you do a little bit of research and dig into where are they finding their information. Maybe they have Facebook groups. Maybe they have a magazine. Maybe they have a club that you can buy their list and and go directly to them. Those things are going to be significantly cheaper as it relates to a cost per person reached than it would be to buy a television ad or an ad in a movie theater because you can be very targeted. So that's more cost effective to be able to speak directly to those people that you need to reach. Now, kind of building on that idea of cost-effective strategies, you can also prioritize your resources. When you have a clear understanding of who you work with, You know what it is that they need, you know what they need next, and you know how to decide what the next step needs to be for you. And it becomes easier to set a clear strategy and prioritize those things related to what your audience needs. Knowing your target audience will also help to attract and convert those high quality leads. Over the last couple of months, I have been looking at a lot of different LinkedIn strategies and courses to help me fine-tune a strategy, and I finally landed on one. And the whole purpose of this course, and I full disclosure, I just started, so I'm only four days into it, so I can't speak directly to, I can't speak in great detail at this point of what we're going to be doing, but the goal is for us to attract and convert high-quality leads using our LinkedIn profiles as a means to be able to do that. How do I need to do that? I needed to become very clear on who it is my LinkedIn profile is speaking to. Who am I trying to attract to my LinkedIn profile and therefore to my business to work with me? The only way I can do that is to have a clear definition of my target audience. Now, your target audience is also going to help you differentiate your brand from your competitors. I've talked about Nike a lot because they have definitely put a stake in the ground as it relates to what their social cause is, and that is polarizing. It turns off a certain segment of the population, and they are okay with that. They went into that decision fully aware that they were going to tick off a section or a segment of the population, and they were fine with it. In fact, they, they did it strategically. I'm positive of that. That is a means of differentiation. So I challenge you to think about that. How can you leverage 
your target audience as a means of differentiating your business. Maybe you only work with women entrepreneurs. Maybe you only work with men entrepreneurs. That's a differentiation that's based on your target audience. Maybe you own a clothing store and you only work with plus-sized women or it's a children's clothing store. Or in healthcare, maybe you provide a cosmetic or a plastic surgery type service. In the cosmetics line specifically, that is for a very niche group of people. It's for people who are willing to pay out of pocket for the service that they're providing. They are looking to actively alter their appearance in some way, some more significantly than others, but it is not for everyone. I think I have probably told this story before on the podcast, but I'll share it here again because I think it's very, I think it's very applicable. I was having a conversation one time with a woman who was a photographer and she was a, she was a boudoir photographer. And she was asking me a number of questions about how could she reach her audience? How could she get more women to schedule appointments with her? And I looked at her and I said, well, first you need to think about who is your target audience and where are you going to find them so that you can get your messages in front of the right people. So I asked her, I said, what do you know about the women who have come and had this style of photography done? You know, are they, you know, is there any similar traits that you can, that you can discern across the board and start whittling that down so that you can create this image of who this, this woman is? She said to me, well, any woman could be my, my audience. And I looked at her and I said, yeah, any woman could, but that doesn't mean that they will be. You need to narrow this down because you are a photographer with a very specific niche, a very specific differentiating proposition from another photographer. As consumers, we need to know just as much about how you are differentiated as what you as the photographer needs to know what differentiates me from somebody else in the pool of prospective clients. So it works both ways. Additionally, by having a very clear understanding of your target audience, you are going to create a deeper customer loyalty set. Now, what do I mean by that? When people feel that they are part of an exclusive club, when they feel that you are speaking directly to them, that you're really getting at the core of their being and that you fully understand and can empathize with the challenges that they're facing in their life, in their business, whatever it is that you serve for them. And then you deliver on that promise in a way that exceeds their expectation. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to become loyal to you. And that loyalty is going to come faster when you are clear on who it is you serve. Because when you have a very broad sense of who it is you serve, you are going to be working with a variety of people and you're going to have to change up what you do every time you work with a different set of individuals. Whereas when you're consistently working with the same type of people for the same purpose, with the same expectations, with the same knowledge set going into it, what's going to happen? You are going to create that loyalty much faster because 
they're going to feel like they started off in step 10 instead of step one on their journey with working with you. And the last one that I want to say is that I, I believe that Suze did a great job of illustrating how she does this as well. But when you know your target audience, it gives you the leverage that you need, the insider knowledge that you need to be able to improve your own product and service. Think about it from this perspective. If you are doing the same kind of work, so for example, when I'm working with a client and I'm helping them understand their brand and we're starting to define out a brand strategy, over time what I realized was that there's an opportunity. I'm hearing the same kinds of questions come up again and again. And so therefore, there was an opportunity for me to start my marketing director on call service. Because people were working with me, they were wrapping things up. And then as they went off on their own to start doing, you know, to start executing on the strategies that we developed, they wanted to come back and ask me questions. They wanted to continue the dialogue, but they didn't really know how to do that. That marketing director on call service filled that niche. Now, I would have never noticed that or would have never created that had I not been paying attention to what it is that my audience was looking for. It allowed me to expand my service offerings and improve upon the experience that I provide to my clients. So I'm going to close with a couple of statistics that I thought was very relevant to this topic as well. These are from a Marketo Engagement Gap Report. 56% of consumers believe businesses need to have a deeper understanding of their needs. Over half of the people in that survey felt that businesses have an opportunity and need to do better in terms of understanding who they are. And 51% of consumers said they believe brands send out too much irrelevant content. When does content become irrelevant? It becomes irrelevant when you don't know who you're speaking to. Think about how many people you get that unsubscribe from your mailing list or that come into your business once and leave and never come back. Is it because you're irrelevant to them? It might be. How can you continue to create greater relevancy with your audience? So the last thing I wanted to share was... Just a quick piece of information about Bombas socks. Now, if you watch Shark Tank like I do, you are familiar with what Bombas socks are, and maybe you've bought a pair of their socks. I, myself, I haven't yet. I need to because I keep hearing how wonderful they are, but I haven't done it. But today on LinkedIn, I happened to come across a post that talked about their backstory a little bit. And what struck me was this, even from the start they knew they wanted only socks sold online. Their narrow focus has kept them on track or in their lane, so to speak. And as a result, they have achieved massive success. So what I want you to think about with that is this. By them staying so narrowly focused on one product sold in one place, how has that helped them create cost-efficient strategies how have they been able to leverage that in prioritizing their resources and having really precision planning and that they're able to attract and convert high quality leads? They certainly are differentiating themselves over their competitors. They have an insanely deep 
level of customer loyalty. My understanding is once you've bought their socks, you don't ever want to buy a different pair of socks again. You will go back to them. Some of that has to do with the fact that they have a social cause. Some of that has to do with the quality of their socks. But the two things coming together like that is a perfect storm for them, and they have brand loyalty. And they've gotten that brand loyalty pretty darn quick. They probably are doing a lot of research and development and quality improvement as a result of this knowledge. I just went through basically my entire list of things that I told you that benefit from understanding your target audience in the example of Bombas Socks. So do me a favor, shoot me a message or leave a message to for me on LinkedIn or Facebook and tell me what benefit have you seen from getting clarity around your target audience. Are you routinely running your own opportunities through a brand filter? Let me tell you a quick story. Recently, I had a conversation with a colleague who had just hosted a lead generating webinar. The intent was to encourage people to sign up for his primary coaching package. He had great attendance, lots of follow-up questions, but zero conversions. We talked about it for a little while, and finally I asked him, what do you think went wrong? Why do you think they didn't have any conversions? His response was he thought it had to do with his messaging. Based on our conversation, and because I know who the decision makers are for his coaching package, I asked if those individuals were in the webinar. There was a pause in our conversation, and then he said, you know what? No, they weren't. His message was only part of why he didn't get conversions. His message, the audience who participated, as opposed to the audience he wanted, and the intention of the webinar were not in alignment. When these three things are out of alignment, attracting the right people to your business is challenging, if not impossible. While he had engaged participants, they were not who needed to hear his message about the transformation his coaching can do in their business. After our conversation, he's now confident in what his strategy needs to be moving forward, has more clarity around his message, the correct audience, and the intended outcome for the webinar. His next step is consistently sharing the message to get the right people in the next session that he offers. If this sounds all too familiar to you, schedule a discovery call with me today. Clarity, consistency, and confidence will move your next strategy towards growth rather than back to the drawing board. To schedule a discovery call with me, drop me an email at amy at amyaustinmarketing.com or visit the scheduling link found on the show notes for this week's episode. This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast presented by Austin Marketing. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Head over to amyaustinmarketing.com for links and resources mentioned in today's show, as well as ways to subscribe and connect with Amy. Thanks for listening.